Hi, everyone. Um, this is a planned episode. Uh, it's just about random things that I have been jotting down. I don't know why I want to talk about random things sometimes. Um, sorry for the dry mouth. I already hear it, but I have a big glass of orange juice. Hopefully you didn't hear that disgusting sip and swallow. Um, there's just some things that I wanted to chat about and... I still think this is related to autism because some of what I'm going to talk about actually is about autism. Um, but I just have to, I don't know, these thoughts need to go somewhere. And I figured, you know, why not just share them on the podcast? It's not like this is brand new. I've done random episodes before. So I don't really know who I'm telling this to, myself or you. I'm not sure. Anyways, um, this episode will not change your life. I promise you it will not change your life. Okay, so I have discovered another new special interest and I found this at Michael's. And for those of you who are not familiar with Michael's, it's just uh, this big old art store. It's like Hobby Lobby, if you know that. Um, that store, we don't go to Hobby Lobby anymore because last time we checked, they still didn't like the gays and I kind of fell into that category. So we don't go to Hobby Lobby. Um, but we were at Michael's the other day and I found this thing. Actually, let me get up and look at it so I can try to provide an accurate description. Okay. It's called Scratch Art Paper. I guess I didn't have to get up just to read that. <laughs> um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, okay, think of like lottery tickets and how you scratch those off. It's like this. It's like this big old uh, square piece of paper and it's all black and it has designs on it. And it provides you with like this tool that you scratch the stuff off the paper and it reveals colors and stuff like that I don't know how else to describe this I just call it scratch off art um and it's by this person called Brie Reese I'm not advertising for her I don't know who the fuck she is oh wait maybe it's is that a person or a company I don't know who the fuck anyways oh my god it is the best form of shimmying aka stimming oh I hate that word but it is like so nice to shimmy to like I will listen to a podcast or watch a show and just sit there and scratch away like who knew that this was a thing I didn't I don't even know if this has been around for like a while and I'm just now discovering it but I like it it's fun I mean it is a bit messy because you know you got little shavings of whatever the fuck that scratch off material is but I just wanted to share that I am obsessed with this. Um, it makes me happy to do it. And I need to hide it for myself during the day while I work. Because otherwise I'm going to just look at it and want to do it. And I don't know, I'm not five, so I can't just go about doing shit that I want to do whenever I want to do it. Okay, let me just put that back. So, yes, um, this is very nice and it's very fun. And I just wanted to say that. And another thing I wanted to share. The other day, Alicia was driving to what I just call ketamine therapy. It's just a, her ketamine therapist. She's not going there for ketamine. She's just going there for therapy. But I call it ketamine therapy. I don't know. 
because that's the lady that she went to for all of her ketamine stuff. So she's driving there the other day. And I get this text. I just got pulled over. And I was like, I just assumed it was for speeding. So I was like, did you get a ticket? And she's like, well, I don't know yet. So she was still in the car. Like, she ended up going 70 miles an hour in a 55. And, um, I mean, not like a huge deal, but like that's speeding. And I always get after her about that because I don't think she's a very good cop spotter. Like, she just doesn't look for them like I do. Like, when I drive and I speed, I, like, I look for cops. I know where to look, how to look. It's not even that um, stressful. I just do it. Because I'm a lawbreaker when it comes to driving. I just, I don't know, I like to speed. And she doesn't do that. And I've told her before, like, you know, don't speed if you're not going to look for them. Because um, you're going to get a ticket. And sure, she, she got a ticket. And later on, when she got home... I was like, well, when they asked why, do you know why I pulled you over? What'd you say? And she's like, I said, I don't know. And I'm like, you don't say I don't know. And she's like, I, I didn't know. And I'm like, you didn't know you were speeding. You had no idea that there was a possibility that the reason you got pulled over was because you were speeding. And she said, no. And I was like, how can you get that distracted when you drive that you don't even realize you're going 70? Like, I don't know. I guess people like do that, but I am very like driving's like a big thing, you know. I have to be very alert to everything. It's just <clears throat> sorry for that. Uh oh. <sighs> I am so sorry. I at least moved the phone away. I don't know how to edit. Um, anyways, so they give her a ticket. And so I'm like, well, how much is it? And she's like, I don't know. I have to go to court to argue it. And I'm like, what do you mean argue it? And she's like, so I don't get points on my license and I can reduce the fine. And so my logic is, why would you do that? You sped, you got caught, you knew that like, you know, getting pulled over was a consequence of speeding just in general. You knew that. And now you're going to go to court and like try to argue it down so you don't get points on your license. And she's like, yeah. And she just said that like it was like and just a no big thing. And I'm like, I don't understand this. So <laughs> like I am not like when I get pulled over, I've gotten pulled over by cops before. And they're like, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, yes, I was speeding. I'm not going to sit there and fucking lie. Like, why would you lie? If you do know why they probably pulled you over, just say it. Why lie? I don't know why you pulled me over. Like, I don't, I'm not saying Alicia was doing that. Like, she legit said she didn't. She didn't know. But I'm just saying, like, if you do know, you're supposed to say, I was speeding. Like, don't fucking lie. It's just some bullshit game that cops like to play, at least in America. America. Ugh, I wish I didn't live here. But anyways. um, And so basically, I told my wife, look you were driving, you were speeding 70 in a 55 zone and you got pulled over and you have a court date. And I don't know, like, even though you're my wife, I think you should still get the points on your license and pay the fine and like not try to argue it down in court. Of course, she's not going to listen to me. And she thought it was funny that I said that, but I'm for real. Like I have a hard time with, if that happened to me, 
okay, like, I, I mean, I have gotten pulled over for speeding before I have. Who hasn't? Um, but I don't lie about it, and I accept the consequences. I just basically, I'm not disappointed in her. Sorry that this is, like, all over the place, kind of, whatever I'm, however I sound when I'm trying to tell this story. I, if I had, if I were her, well, the reasons would be different. A, I would not go to court because fuck that. I am not going to just like, I don't know where court is. What am I supposed to wear? Where am I supposed to go when I, once I get inside there? Like, I have no idea what the fuck to do. So I would not go to court to try to argue something down. But let's say that I had no problem doing that. Um, going to court. I still wouldn't because I feel like the consequence was justified. It was, I broke the law. I knew what could happen. It happened. And I am going to accept it rather than try to get less consequences for what I did. I don't know. Like, I understand nobody wants points on their license, but I have a hard time in my mind understanding the justification for trying to get less severe consequences. I don't know, at least in a situation like this. I mean, Alicia thought I was kind of funny, but I was being serious and I'm like, well, okay, I hope you don't get points on your license then. (laughs) Oh my God, I don't know. Um, yeah. And And plus, she was, like, trying to defend herself. She's like, well, I don't even know, like, when the last time I was that, or I don't even know when the last time it was that I got pulled over. And I fucking know, like, I log that shit away, not on purpose. I just don't forget those things. And I was like, the last time you got pulled over was on this day, and this is why you got pulled over. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, I don't know why I store that information away, but I do. And I pulled it out because I guess I needed it for this very moment to show you that, yeah, you know what? You've done it before. It hasn't been that long. Moving right along. So Alicia is in her second to last semester for graduate school. And it's a really, really, it's the busiest she's ever been. She's, she has three classes on three different nights, pretty much Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, an hour and a half each night. That's after working all day and then going to whatever appointments she has after work for like therapy and stuff. So I had this huge calendar that we have on the fridge and I was like, I need to figure out how to make a schedule that so that like I don't feel crazy because... Um, I mentioned before that I didn't have to do as much stuff for her for the last however many months because she had a pretty late schedule for school and was able to manage stuff on her own. And now, uh, now, now it's, um, pretty busy. So I color coded the calendar and let me tell you, I was sitting here I forgot to t- I forgot to talk about this. This was like a few weeks ago at the beginning of the month and I was like watching MMA and I had my Sharpies and I had um all of my stuff to write on the calendar for dates and appointments and stuff like that and I spent like an hour and a half filling the month of January in and color coding different things. So like I have a color for what what days I'm supposed to make Alicia's work food. I have a color for when I'm supposed to make dinner because it's not every night. Um, 
I even have a color for when her and I are going to spend at least 30 minutes of quality time during the week because it is hard to even grab that sometimes. So I told her if we schedule it, you have to do it. It's on the schedule. There's time for it. So I just wanted to say that organizing is so much fun. Organizing my brain, organizing like anything. And calendars are awesome. I love paper calendars. I do not like electronic ones because I can't, I can't figure those out and they're annoying. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that that was a good time. And then I don't remember why I wrote this down because I have a little list just so I don't forget what I wanted to talk about. Um, but I had something about trusting the research slash suggestions from an ordinary person versus people like us that are like neurotic and autistic and on the spectrum and whatever. And, oh, I wish I could remember why I I thought it was important to talk about this. I must've been watching something and an ordinary person gave a suggestion like, Hey, try this out. This worked for me. And I remember thinking like, and I don't even know what the thing was, but I remember thinking, Ooh, that is not a good thing that you just recommended. And you must not have done your research on that particular product because that's not good advice that you just gave. And so I thought to myself, like, because that person was very clearly ordinary. And I thought to myself, you don't know how to do research. You basically didn't do any. You tried something once or twice and you thought it was great. And so you thought this was worth recommending it to somebody else. And I was thinking to myself, um, I think I just started thinking to myself many times already. So I don't know why. But I was thinking, you don't recommend things to people unless, at least I don't. I don't recommend anything to anybody unless I have done the research or I use that product or I have done that thing and it has provided positive results. Like... I don't recommend bullshit to people. You know, like when somebody's like, oh, this happened. And, you know, whether it's an ailment physically or it's a situation that occurred. Um, I don't know. I feel like part of that shows the person that like I'm really listening to. I don't know. Like, but I will listen to what somebody says. And if they're wanting advice or suggestions, I provide good ones, I think, based on my experiences. But then I have to remember that just because something works for me doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. And that could still be construed as not very great suggestion giving. So I don't know what to make of this area. I think it's just overthinking. I don't know why. I don't need to think about this. But I I do and, you know, I have throughout my life. I don't trust advice from regular people. Maybe that makes me sound like a bitch, but um, I haven't gotten good suggestions from people. I would say that throughout my life, out of 100%, maybe 5% of whatever an ordinary person suggested to me was valid and worked. The other 95% was bullshit because they either wanted to look helpful or... I don't know, pretend to be helpful or just move on to the next topic. And they're like, here, try this. I don't know. Am I making a big deal over something small? I'm not sure. But I'm just going to say, I think autistic people give really good advice. I think that we don't just talk. 
I mean, I, I mean, we, we do kind of, we talk, I talk a lot. Oh, only to Alicia and on this podcast apparently, but you know, I talk a lot and, um, I don't know why I just said that. So, oh, I was hoping to go the whole episode without like a brain fart, but it happened. Anyways, I just think that I give, um, whether or not the suggestions work or the tips or whatever the fuck you want to call it, I will not offer anything unless I know that it worked for me. And because I just think otherwise, like, what if I off, what if I recommend something completely stupid, and it did something negative, and then that person's going to associate that negative thing with the recommendation that I made. And then, I don't know, I am just really overthinking this. But I know I'm not the only one that that thinks this way. And so I know that there's plenty of you out there that know what I'm talking about. And don't trust suggestions and advice from regular people who don't know how to research properly. Uh, Moving right along, for Christmas, I got Alicia this game. Well, I got both of us. You can't just, it's not a game for one person. It's called the Awkward Turtle. You're technically supposed to play it with like four or more people and there's points. I'm just going to say, I don't like playing games for points because A, that's math. I don't think so. And I don't want to have to try to keep track of like fucking points that are, I don't know. They're just points. I don't like that. Whenever her and I play, we don't play like any points, whether it's like Yahtzee or I don't know, maybe there's no points there, but whatever game you have to like fictitiously like these fucking points, I don't do it. We just like to play the game and there's, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Um, and the awkward turtle is just, um, a card game. Basically it's like you pull one card, you have four different words that you have to try to, so like if the word is poop, you have to try to get the other person to guess that word without using gestures or without using whatever words they provided underneath poop that you're not allowed to say to just, I don't know. Does that make sense? Anyways, it's called the awkward turtle because some of those words are just, ooh. Um, which by the way, you know, like, how is it that people don't feel grossed out by certain words? Like I thought, like how, how I thought everybody felt like, at least one word that they didn't like hearing because it just, I don't know how to explain it. Like stimming. I don't like saying that word. I don't like hearing it. And I don't know why. Um, and so we're playing the game and I don't even, I don't even remember what the fucking words were. Cause there's so many like gross ones and her and I have like you know we have a pretty decent sense of humor and so we laugh a lot and it's a it's a fun game but like I'm saying some of these words and I'm like ew and she's like what's the big deal so I don't know I just wanted to say I think it's fucking weird that there's people out there like my wife that doesn't cringe when they hear certain words and I'm not just talking about like moist like okay that's the word that everybody gives as an example for ew but I don't know I just think it's weird 
And also, like, what does that mean? Like, why do I not like the sound of certain words? Like, why does that bother me so much? What is it exactly? Does it feel painful? Is it just I don't like how it sounds in my brain? Like, what the fuck is behind that? Um, But the Awkward Turtle is a pretty fun game. And you can just play with two people. Her and I just pass the time. Like, if we're you know, if we have some time to kill or if we're actually like scheduling like quality time because of our busy schedules, we just play for half an hour and it's fucking hilarious. Like you can't play that game and not laugh. Um, yeah. Sorry, I keep doing that. No, I feel like I have to keep doing it. But anyways, um, I have one more thing, two more things, maybe. Um, America's Got Talent has this new thing out called, like, the Fantasy League. And if you're in the U.S., you know what I'm talking about if you watch America's Got Talent. So I don't know if anybody else around the world can watch America's Got Talent. Like, remember, I don't know how streaming works. I don't know who has access to what. I'm just very ignorant about that stuff. But anyways, so I guess um, for Britain's Got Talent, which I've never seen... There's this kid named, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to say the the name the right way, but the first name I think is Killian O'Connor, and he's 14 years old, and he's like a little magician, and I guess he did well on Britain's Got Talent, and so for the Fantasy League, America voted for him to come on and do what he does, and so he did his little magical thing, his little magic, magical thing his whatever I was watching this last night um on Peacock which I mean I don't like that I mean that that's not I don't like Peacock I don't think they should have named it Peacock that's a weird name for a fucking channel even though I and anyways I am so sorry for this last 15 seconds of what you just listened to okay so this kid goes on there and he's doing his magic stuff And he is basically autistic and he communicated in his performance that autism is not a disability, it's an ability. And I, oh my God, these days, like I cry at everything and I was like, oh my God, that is so sweet. This little 14 year old is like already got this knowledge of autism that it's not a disability, even though it feels like it can be. And I think I've even probably mentioned it before that, like, I feel like I'm disabled in a way, but really autism is an ability. And I saw that kid and I cried and I was like, I wish that there was more stuff like this out in the world so that we could feel more accepted and seen. Um, I just thought that was so cool that he was able to convey a message through what he does. That was cool. Um, and I like seeing things like that because, you know, I don't see them very often, which also, and this reminds me of Married at First Sight. I'm not going to give anything away if anybody is like all of a sudden started watching the American version. I'm going to say that I am, I've already watched five seasons. I don't like that I have to, to like channel hop, like you can watch, for example, on Sling TV. I don't know who who has that, but on Sling, like I was watching um, season five and 
out of the entire season, they're missing the critical episode, which is the decision episode. And I'm like, how the fuck do you have a whole season on here? And that's the episode that you're missing. So I had to go search for it on Prime and I watched it there. But I mean, that's that shit's annoying. But anyways, I I feel that a lot of autistic people go on this show and I only have five seasons of this to go off of. But um, I am amazed at how many autistic people I am seeing and that they don't know they're autistic. None of them have mentioned that they are aware that they're autistic. So uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But there's something to be said for being an outsider, um, looking in on somebody else's meltdowns or insecurities or like there was this one chick that was like clearly autistic. Um, I I shouldn't have said it that way. Uh, I meant clearly autistic in that like I knew right away. I mean I usually know what right away, but I don't know. I should have. I can't edit. edit. Sorry. Oh well. Um, but she was getting upset with her husband. She's like, I wish that you would see me. I don't feel seen. I don't feel heard. And that's like, it seems like that's a running theme among autistics because I hear that everywhere. Podcasts, stuff like that. And some of it's upsetting because it provides perspective to like, I don't know, like, um, there's this one, let me talk about somebody else. There's this one dude. I don't know what the fuck his issue was, but he all of a sudden said that he wasn't attracted to his wife. And so he's sitting there yelling to the producers in their house. Like, I don't find her attractive. She's not attractive. You know, something like that. And he's just like screaming this and she's in the other room hearing it. And the bitch ends up like moving out and I don't blame her, but the dude was in, in my opinion, that was a clear as fuck meltdown. And I know like later on, he was like, I didn't mean, you know what I said, I was upset or whatever, but he was mean. And I thought back to some of my meltdowns and you don't even realize sometimes how fucking mad you get, how just off-putting your behavior is it is so bad that dude I was like disgusted I was like oh my god this is exactly the shit I've done before not even caring who the fuck is around to hear what I have to say about them because my feelings are the most important in that moment you know what I mean and so it's very I don't know what to make of this it's just very interesting to have that kind of a perspective because you know when you're yourself and you're doing these things like you only have your vantage point that's it and like you have maybe like well I know how my behavior can affect other people but like you see it just play out in front of you and it you can't help but be reminded of like yep I've done this I've done that and that girl moving out made me think of Alicia because these people don't even know each other and so they don't have a history they don't know that this is just a side, not the side of a person. You know what I mean? And so very easily, like, Alicia could have left me. Even after years of being together and me doing meltdowns like this. You know what I mean? And she stuck around and 
I'm not saying that, like, you should just, uh, I don't know, like, accept a verbal abuse or whatever. Like, you shouldn't just accept it. But I just, when I see stuff like that, I feel very grateful that she never left me, even though there were plenty of times that she should have, because I was a version of that dude that I saw having that meltdown. And so that's in, uh, informative because I will have more meltdowns, but I don't want them to be like that anymore. If that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I'm 40. I don't want to be having meltdowns that are just so damaging to the relationship. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's all I wanted to say today. Nothing life-changing as usual, but this was just all on my mind and I wanted to get it out there. And um, I also wanted to just end this episode by saying I'm proud that I'm autistic. I am grateful that I'm autistic. Um, and I wouldn't want to be any other way, even though I have challenges and life's difficult and stuff doesn't make sense. I would never change the fact that I'm autistic. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say for today. Thank you for listening. I hope this was relatable and goodbye. Oh wait, no, I have one more thing to say. Oh my God. I keep forgetting to say this. I don't think I've said it before. So Alicia, so sorry about this tangent. I was supposed to end this episode. So like Alicia, this was a couple of months ago. This is how, how many times I forgot to mention this. Now, if you've been following along, you might remember me saying that she is the only person in my life that I have not been able to properly read, like, with my history and, like, my ability to read people, like, I'm, it's just, I'm good at it. I am so good at it, but not with her. And that's always puzzled the fuck out of me. And so she comes home a couple of months ago from therapy, and she's like, yeah, my therapist was like, um, I can't tell how you're feeling almost always. Basically told her that she can't read Alicia because Alicia is just very, you know, just she's got like one look. Um, I mean, she makes facial expressions, but basically like the therapist was like, I can't read you most of the time. You're hard to read. And when Alicia told me that, I was like, oh my God, it's not me. It is not me. It's you. Because, <laughs> because like both of her therapists mentioned that because she's got the ketamine therapist and then like her regular therapist that she's had for many years. And when Alicia said that to me, I can't even tell you, like, I don't know how to describe how wonderful that feeling was that I, in fact, I can read people and I don't have any issues with her other than the fact that like she's making it difficult to be read. I don't know if that makes sense. You know, like I could just make a whole episode about this. Like I can, you know, like I can just, I don't even think I'm making sense right now, but I'm so happy that it's not me. It is not me. I can read people. People cannot read her. And so maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe like that sounded ridiculous, but you know, I can't tell you how happy I am to know that it's her. It's not me. My skills are just great. They always have been. They have four decades of just getting better and better. And so, um, PS, she's also, ketamine is doing 
so many good things for her. And it's like tapping her into feelings that she hasn't had access to. So her not being able to be read very well is slowly turning into, I I know how you're feeling. I know what you're thinking because she's in touch with her feelings. It's registering on her face. It's great. I feel like I'm back in the game. Okay, gotta go. Bye.